This episode originally aired on July 22nd, 2021. Our client for today is Christy from Unethical Podcast. Well, that was fun. Christy just came in, did her job, and got the fuck out. I like that. That's professionalism. That's professionalism. That was good. I am here to ask you guys to do me a huge favor because I was completely slack and I didn't get Celeste a birthday present. Oh. And it was a couple like it was a couple of weeks ago. So I'm a pretty shitty friend for not getting her a present. But she loves Edgar Allan Poe, right? So I thought because you guys are fucking incredible at solving mysteries, I thought maybe as a present from me to her, I could hire you guys to solve what happened to him because no one seems to know. That's easy. It, ooh, easy, right? Out of, no hesitation. Awesome. We're look, we're trying to get customers here. Christy's yeah. here. We got a, <laughs> we're giving a, a confidence, man. That I know, easy. but but then that's how you set unrealistic expectations and then you fuck us over and we get one star <laughs> reviews. RJ or your customers or your customers try and pay you less because you just said it was easy. That too, yeah. You guys, it's it's the hardest case we've ever had to solve. We're gonna do it for you, Christy. We're gonna do it anyway. You bring it up, and there's already a rave in stalking Richard. So we're in for a treat on this one. Amazing. I do have to preface though that you will be getting paid in dollary dues. Is uh, that okay? Is uh oh. god damn it. I can't, I don't have a fucking uh, kangaroo jacks around my goddamn house. So no, but maybe, I guess we'll have to take it, I guess. Yeah, I could, I've been, I've been short on wombats. So as long as I can purchase those. (laughs) Okay, well, let me know how you go, guys. And make sure you call me back because you didn't call Tally back last time and she was pissed. And she didn't even know what she'd originally asked you to, to do. So, but she was still she was still angry that you didn't call her back. So that that Brie per- person was also pissed. Yes. So I don't want the the wrath of the girls on me. So you need yeah. to give me a give me a buzz back when you when you think you've done it. Well, in Richard's words, easy. Don't. What, I I believe in I believe in you, RJ. I'm not too Thank sure. Thank you. About oh my. God. Hey, I already told I already told you RJ's my favorite. He's like my Oh fuck me. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I love throwing Richard under the bus, but man, I just got I just got right through the coals on that one. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I'm gonna leave you um this very smart gentleman to solve this for me. And um, yeah, give me a buzz when you're when you're done and we'll have a chat. Thanks, Chrissy. You're the best. Have fun. Okay, bye. An elite team of private detectives. What if balloons are aliens? Maybe that's the key component we're missing. Cover-ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up. But to know how a man died, guys, we have to know how he lived. (laughs) (laughs) is he usually sequential like that i would imagine in a very cold dark room he just seems like a very sad person to me yeah well we're gonna go i'm gonna go give you a little bit of a rip through 
of his life so you can have maybe understanding of the theory. So we're going to go through this quickly. Just it'll clear up some muddy water for later on in the show. Okay, so he was born in Boston, Massachusetts in 1809. So this is Victorian era, stinky people. Mm. Yeah, he was named Edgar after uh, Shakespeare in King Lear, the, the character in King Lear, because both of his parents were actors. Can you tell? He's a dramatic character in our, well, not mine, yours. Do you guys learn about Edgar Allan Poe in school? Yeah. Yeah. He's like an American idol. He's like, you learn about him and then Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome because I'm a Canadian and I know nothing about him. So you guys can correct me at points. This will be good. I went through a lot to do this because I know nothing about it. This is interesting that they teach about him. So yeah, correct me where I'm wrong on this dumb shit here. So yeah. Both his parents were actors, uh, but he didn't really get to know them because they died early in his life. Like his, or his dad left him anyways when he was one. And his mom, she died of tuberculosis when he was three. He didn't do it. No, she didn't do it. Yeah, give him (laughs) a break. We're giving him a break. Do you guys know anything about tuberculosis? And that the reason I'm asking this is it comes up a lot, (laughs) like way too much. (laughs) Um. I learned everything I know about it from playing Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> I think it was a really big deal, right? Yeah, it's it's still around. It's it's from ancient times, though. It's like old. It's like one of the oldest diseases humans have. Are you going to explain what happens when you get tuberculosis? Because I feel like I've heard about it, but I, I yeah, it's a you. lung. It's a lung disease, like a lung uh, infection kind of thing. And you cough up blood. You get tired. You lose a bunch of weight. It used to be called consumption back in those days. Yeah highly highly contagious very contagious like you cough on it's airborne and it's mm-hmm. deadly like half the people that get it die for sure the other half live a shitty life until they die <laughs> like it's not mm-hmm. uh yeah tacking... some, of, some of the treatment back then was to to move somewhere dry <laughs> like seriously like just go out in the desert and maybe live for another year yeah it's it's rough yeah, so it's been around forever, uh, but people knew how to treat it by just fucking isolating people. So after his mom's death, toddler Edgar was separated from his brother William and his sister Rosalie to go live in Richmond, Virginia with a merchant and his wife, John and Francis Allen. They let him keep the name Edgar Poe, but they just slammed like the Allen in between and they never like adopted him. They just they just threw Alan in between like you're ours now. <laughs> so did Alan become his middle name or was that like the first last name? Like did they just fuck his family over and say, nah, we're first. Yeah. I think it's the first, I don't know if they fucked his family over by any means, but I just, they just put it there. They just, that was their way of, I, like I said, like I said, they didn't adopt them. So they just threw the middle name in there. That's it. Which I find really weird. Um, but anyway, so they did that him and the, uh, and uh, what was her name? Francis. Uh, Edgar and Francis they formed a tight bond but uh, John and Francis or John and Edgar did not they did they butted heads his whole life by the age of 13 he was already a prolific poet Edgar Allan Poe believe it or not Uh, his dreams are often stifled by the head of the household John Allen as Allen didn't see a future in poetry he wanted Edgar to be a good upstanding citizen and get into the tobacco slash uh, slave business like him Uh, yeah he was a slaver so uh, he was very upset about his poem. Why don't you grow up and take people captive, <laughs> Edgar? All this, right. This fluff, fluffer tree you're bringing yeah. here is not paying the bills. What are you going to write? Sell people. <laughs> uh, 
but he, he wasn't even interested and not even at a young age. Uh, he wanted to emulate the life of his hero, Lord Byron. Uh, and I don't know if you guys know who that is. Uh, he's just a, a famous English poet. He, he, he wrote Don Juan, like the, the poem Don Juan. And it's just, it's still uh-huh. to this day around Don Juan. So just think that's who he loved to be. He wanted to be like a ladies man kind of thing. You know, that's so funny when you look at his picture. Yeah, <laughs> I just spent the past like 90 seconds trying to find an ad where they were trying to cure tuberculosis with tobacco and I could not find one. <laughs> but fun fact, more than 20 percent of global TB incidences may be attributed to smoking. So there we go. Yeah. It's not uh, the people that are most susceptible to tuberculosis are people who with uh, AIDS and people who smoke. So, <laughs> like, mm. yeah, not good for the smokers, for sure. Uh, so that was probably they did probably didn't know that, you know, they were probably weren't that smart. Uh, money was always a contentious issue between uh, Allen and Edgar. Uh, in 1826, Poe went to University of Virginia to study ancient and modern languages and excelled in his classes. Funny thing is, John Allen didn't give Edgar enough money for schooling, just about a third of it. And so to make up for it, Poe just gambled to get the difference. That's what he did. He decided gambling's a great idea, uh, which, as you guessed it, Solved all his problems and it no, it didn't. I thought you were about to say he like hit big. No. And I, that, that's about to be a respect moment. <laughs> no. no. By the time he was done his first semester, he had to burn his furniture to keep warm. That's how it poor he was. <laughs> I feel like there's so many other things you could burn first. <laughs> I, I'm just wait a minute. Do you think you can sell your furniture and get enough money to heat? your residence or do you think burning is the only option there? i feel like you could at least trade it for regular fucking wood like <laughs> i think it's a, it, i think it's a very edgar Allan poe move dramatic and fucking yeah gothic. like oh my god the only yeah. thing i can <laughs> do is burn this chesterfield oh he's, he's saying it out the window like yes. if only somebody would share with me some of their pussy Listen, that guy's a regular Don Juan. (laughs) When the publisher fact checked his poem about burning his furniture, it checked out. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Oh, God. So uh, he couldn't pay tuition and he returned home to Virginia to more bad news. Actually, before he left for college, he actually got engaged and his fiance was now engaged to somebody else. Alexander Shelton He's a businessman from a well-to-do Virginian family. So his girlfriend left him too. This is sad. You know what I mean? Sad life. Huh? I find that, and I'll, I'm just going to be upfront. Like I find this whole, uh, all the research I did on this is like framed to be Poish. Like, I don't know. It's so weird. Everything is just, there's different ways you could write this shit, you know? Just very just tragic like, sounding. That's what I mean. It's always tragic. Yeah. Well, that's what he gets for not in capturing and selling people. Yeah, exactly. You he could have been happy. He yeah, died you, with, he could have died with lung cancer and a slave waving him with a fan. Exactly. God. Look what you gave up, Edgar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Poe couldn't compete with that rich guy. So, and even on top of that, Poe was still furious with uh, John Allen, John Allen, and humiliated by the poverty. Uh, he used his heartbreak and pain to spend the last few months in the Allen mansion writing a book. And by this time, he's uh, it's 1927 and he joined the military. I think he was 19 or 18 when he joined the military uh, and he was getting fa- paid five bucks a month 
Imagine being in Victoria era fucking army. That must have sucked. Jesus, he's 19 at this point. They live so fast. So much has happened to him. (laughs) I thought he was like 39. No, he's 18 right now. There's a lot of his life that's just him writing and being in stuff. So it skips a lot. But like his early life is so you're right. He lived so many lives. Like I haven't fucking he's got his parents both dead. Mine are still alive. Just that alone is a big step in your life. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I like how Richard just said it was a step as if he was like aiming. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like once my parents die, then I'm really gonna almost there. I'll probably burn my furniture at 17, you know, feel things out. I'll take it back that I'm uh, with to my parents, this whole thing, if they get on the Patreon and at least give us 10 bucks, but they'll never hear this. So yeah, I'm totally plotting to destroy my parents. Um, Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, so he joined the military. He hated. Uh, he obviously hated the military. He's not a fucking military person. Uh, so when he was 18, that's when he published the first book that he wrote. There was only 50 copies printed, and it didn't get him any type of attention at all. So uh, he changed his name for this one. They called By the Bostonian. Like, he changed the byline to that. So he used a fucking shitty pen name, which I find fun. I like when, I don't know, it's one of these things where, like, why did you do that back then? Why were you like by the Bostonian? I know a lot of people still do use pen names and shit, but it's still, I don't understand it. Unless you're like, what do you wanted? I never understood the pen name thing, unless you're a woman and that you just want to be a man. That's the only, well, in historical times, I was going to say, in historical wow. times, that's the only time I understood it. <laughs> but like, besides that, I don't get it. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, they do that today, like more or less, like the, um, What's her face that wrote Fifty Shades of Grey? They do like initials in their last name because it does seem like a man wrote it. If you don't put like an explicitly feminine name on the front of it, then I guess that sells more. Okay, well, I just want to I just want to make it very clear that I support that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. No, I mean, I think I don't I don't care either, but. He needed to say that, though. He needed to get that out because it didn't sound good until then. Now it sounds like, okay. It did not sound good. When I said it the first time, it did not sound good. Yeah. I know that. I want to I want to go on record as supporting the way he said it the first <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I uh, I, I agree. I, you're right. The lady from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey said she had to do that. You're correct. She had to kind of, yeah. to be able to f- break in with the men because it's such a male-dominated industry anyways. Yeah. So... In February 1829, so this is uh, another two years later, so he's 20, uh, Poe hears that Francis Allen is dying of TB, tuberculosis. Fuck. Another one down. Another one tuberculosis did. She dies before he can even make it back to say goodbye to her. So that kind of sucks for him. Well, yeah, I mean, he was probably like 14 miles away and it was like a three-day trip by boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had to take a burrow over tobacco fields. <laughs> yeah. Okay, when he goes back though to uh, see when his mom or his stepmom or whatever the fuck kind of mom that is, the weird middle name making mama, uh, whatever that fucking shit is, he actually makes peace with John Allen. He helps him get into the West Point Military Academy, like an appointment there instead of having to stay in the military where he is already. So that's super awesome for Edgar. He he's very awesome about that. He's happy. He gets kicked out of the military. He gets discharged honorably so he can go to the academy which is good for him oh okay gotcha 
Yeah, yeah. He doesn't go like I thought. He just he gets discharged so he can go back. Okay. So when he goes back, though, he decides he wants to go to uh, visit his extended family in Baltimore, like where his parents are actually from, where he was originally from. Uh, And he goes and meets his aunt Clem, like his dad's sister, uh, his grandma, his estranged brother, Henry, and uh, aunt Clem's, his cousin, his seven-year-old cousin, uh, Virginia. Okay. Mm. In September of that year. Uh, well, he's in Baltimore before he gets to West Point, he gets a bunch of traction on some of his poetry, uh, which actually pumps him up to write more. And he writes his second book and the guy who gave him the good reviews, he dedicates the book to him. So he, that's how jacked he is over one good review. This guy's something. He's a weird guy. Hey, he's just an artist. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, for sure. He's, he's just manic. He's crazy. He's just all over the place. Edgar Allan Poe forsook slaving as a business for his art imagine if he did turn his back on art what if what if edgar Allan poe made it so that we still had slaves today i'm hurt by this but uh <laughs> good thing edgar Allan poe is so sad he saved the nation <laughs> yeah he could have been like a slaving tycoon. what if he like made the process like infinitely more efficient <laughs> what if, what if he like stepped in front of abraham lincoln factory farm slaving Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah this was all this was all pre-civil war so yeah could have happened it's true maybe another timeline so good thing yeah exactly good thing you just got uh good reviews on his poetry you know maybe if you didn't get any type of encouragement at all he would have gotten to the slavery so we should have all thanked john neal for this Mm -hmm. book dedicated all our books wait Did, did you did he get good reviews like in his timeline and not just like yeah i'm sorry in his time not timeline and not just like later like when he was dead for sure for sure uh, yeah all throughout his career like when he was 19 like i said like he wrote that a book which is in a, a in that time a feat in its own uh right and then he got good reviews on one of his poems in that book so he was pumped about it well i mean yeah there were only like four books so so he finally makes it to the military academy. He gets kicked out of that less than a year later for mishandling his duties. Uh, during that time, he made a lot of friends. But when he was at West Point, he was bickering with John Allen again. John Allen remarried without telling Edgar, and Edgar was pissed. You can't marry someone without introducing them, Dad. I'm not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is such a weird thing to be upset about. Yeah, he was pissed. I don't know if I'd be upset about it, but it would be a little weird if you're not just giving someone a heads up like yeah uh i don't know like i mean no because like all right so like my stepfather was a fucking asshole and if like my mom died and like he went on to i would just never talk to the guy again like it's just such a weird thing to be like but did you what did you take his last name no no so i i guess maybe this situation's different i don't know no i i agree with you i think it's weird because they're all always fighting all the time they didn't like him anyway you know, yeah. he's always pissed at him. So you, you were like, fuck this guy a while ago. It seems like maybe it's like the typical therapist fight because they love each other. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Mm. Maybe he's just jealous because his whole pursuit has been trying to get pussy. And now yet again, someone has gotten it before him. Yeah. Some people. OK, listen to this. Some people say that because he got re- his uh, Alan got remarried. That's why John got kicked or that's why he uh, Edgar gets himself kicked out of the military academy just to spite John's name, just to make him like, you know what I mean? He's like, you got married without me. I'm I'm so quitting weird. the job you got me. 
Like you actually put yourself out there for me the one time, you know? So fuck Unreal. You. Yeah. Uh, so that just, after that, Alan cut ties with them completely. So he was poor by himself, no job. Uh, did make a lot of friends at West Point though. Uh, he had to New York City. Uh, he published his third book. The other cadets at West Point helped him publish this book and they gave him like 75 cents each and he dedicated that book to them. So he, that was the third book of poems. Hmm. He put out uh, was also given to him. Like this is all young. This is why the reason I'm highlighting this stuff is this is like his. Anyways, he's 25. You know, he's got a long life. What 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 have you done? Are you 25? I ain't done shit. I'm 37. <laughs> I've I've never written the Raven or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the Raven. That's later in his life though. Oh my bad. I guess like yeah. I guess uh, no, it's true though. But I guess like. Yeah, I guess a lot of this stuff gets revisited when he was older because they only printed 50 copies of some of these books, right? Anyway, I can imagine. It probably took like fucking six weeks to print one. Yeah. He went, uh, after he printed the book, he couldn't stay in New York for very long because he was poor. So he went to Baltimore to hang out with his family again, his extended family. Um, Aunt Clem took him in and she became kind of a little, another mother figure to him. All right. Uh, so Edgar's first cousin... I'm going to say that again. First cousin, Virginia, who is now seven or sorry, nine or 10 at this point. I'm just going to stress this. She is at nine least it's or, not gross. Yeah, she is nine or 10 at this point. Soon she became the object of Poe's desire. He said that uh, early in her life. She was the literary inspiration at nine or 10. All right. Just got that out there. <laughs> In 1833, his, uh, one of his short stories gets him noticed by magazines and uh, newspapers and won him a prize in the Baltimore Sunday Visitor. Uh, so in 1834, John Allen died of... No shit, really? Tuberculosis. Dies of tuberculosis, another person. TB scores another one. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> but he left Edgar out of his will. Uh, John left his fortune to the new family. Uh, John's new family, Poe had never met. So that set him down a little bit of a drinking path. Mr. Edgar Allan Poe would get hammered from time to time when he was upset. All right. Just so you guys know that. Uh, but it's like I said, his contacts were getting bigger and bigger from getting all this new press. So he got offered a job as assistant editor to the Southern literary messenger in Virg Richmond, Virginia again. So now he's got a, like a full-time job in a magazine um, just from being a snarky little bitch running around these big uh, cities. I like it. So yes, when he moved to R Richmond, sorry, uh, from Baltimore, but he brought his aunt Clem and his uh, literary inspiration with him. Apparently he was fired from that job the day he got there for being way too hammered uh, on the job. <laughs> Yeah. wow who'd have guessed that yeah <laughs> but then he swiftly got rehired for uh promises of good behavior which he did have do you guys have an impression he did though but do you guys have an impression of the okay, i got a question for you guys do you guys have an impression of edgar Allan poe as like a drunk like it's like a drunk? yeah okay oh yeah 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 so he he, he got his job back for saying i'm not going to get drunk okay <laughs> i promise uh, it won't happen again I, like, I just good enough for me. Yeah. I just, 
I've read a lot about him in the past little bit, and despite his reputation of being a hammered, a drunky, alcoholic, druggy, uh, he wasn't really. Really? Yeah, he drank kind of like the rest of us in moderation. Mm, I I feel like the standards were different at that point. Like the rest of us in moderation? Who do you think moderates me? Sorry, not moderation. When appropriately, excessively when appropriate. Not excessively all the time. He wasn't a hammered all the time. Uh, appropriate times to drink. Uh, breakfast cocktail, uh, mid-morning cocktail, lunch cocktail hour. Yeah, th- he got this reputation from his uh, first biographer, who was his literary enemy. He wrote his fucking autobiography, his biography, and made him sound like a fucking asshole. But it- it's all been disproven. He's not as bunch of a debauchery. Well, vodka-, vodka kills TB, so he was just doing it because he didn't want to be a victim. Pal was traumatized. <laughs> All right. When he was in the job uh, at the messenger, he took the readership from 700 to 3,500. So uh, he, he was doing his job. He was doing a good job, uh, but he also had a reputation of being a ruthless critic and he wouldn't be shy to critique even the more uh, famous and well-loved authors and writers of the time. A lot of his critics, one of his fellow critics, sorry, uh, James Russell Lowell Cottle. James Russell Lowell called him the most discriminating philosophical and fearless critic upon imaginative works who has written in America. He was just a douchebag to everyone. He was the original uh, one-star reviewer. Um, Mm. When uh, when he did this all the time, he earned himself the nickname, the Tomahawk man. I like that. I wish I would have stuck. The Tomahawk man. That would be a different uh, history lesson, though, right? We're learning about the Tomahawk Man today, Edgar Allan Poe. That had to be uh, racially. Uh, I of imagine course. that's problematic language now for one reason or another. Of course. Of course it is. But that's what they called them. Uh, but that's what I'm going to... I, I want to call one-star reviewers Tomahawk Boys now, but I, you just raised me the concern of the cultural... Uh, significance of the word tomahawk yeah isn't it just just an axe i don't get it though like why specifically the tomahawk man you know it has to be some weird racial justification he would take he would scalp them he would yeah yeah that's what he's talking about yeah it's it's super fucked up for sure but this is like 1830s men they didn't oh of course yeah he almost went into the slaving business i get (laughs) it but uh all right so on may 16th 1836 poe got married to virginia i'm sorry i'm sorry to take it back to the tomahawk man but it's it's killing me inside i just feel like that's such a great like website name for somebody who sells scalp tickets (laughs) (laughs) like this this jesus walking around he's known as the tomahawk man i would love that Yeah, you'd go find scalp tickets online on tomahawkman.com. I like it. So, yes. So, on on May 16th, 1836, Poe got married to Virginia. She was the ripe old age of 13. Poe was 26. Double her age. Sounds about right for the time. Yeah. First cousin, too. Just so everyone remembers that. Incest and pedophilia. Let's just lay it on thick. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to remark here, though, is I wrote, never forget while 2021 sucks, at least people don't marry their 13 year old cousins anymore. I don't know about that. I'm talking to Americans, so maybe that's not correct. 
<laughs> they <laughs> worldwide, baby. It's not just America. Uh, that where was it? I think France only just made it illegal in I think within several I don't remember exactly when, but all of a sudden it's not legal to marry children. Pedophilia, where were we? So uh, about a year and a half after having his job as the assistant editor uh, in 19 or sorry, 1837, Poe was let go from that job. Uh, his combative reviews are getting in the way of the publishers making money. People were starting to hate him at the messenger, him and the messenger. Sorry. So you can only do the scathing review thing for so long before people start clapping back. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. He claimed it's because he didn't have enough control over what he was allowed to publish. So he, he left. So I, I, he got fired after this Poe wanted to make his fortune through writing alone. Uh, I only wrote this because it's, he is actually one of the first uh, Americans to make the living off of writing alone actually after this point. Um, hmm. Yeah. Writers didn't have as many uh, American. They would just publish a bunch of British shit because it already had a system. They had no way of bringing in the Americans. So Edgar fought for that a lot of his life to try and get writers recognized American writers. So they would have their own publishing and system. So interesting guy with that. Um, so between 1837 and 1842, he went from New York, Philly, uh, working at various magazines uh, he just got he got some low-level fame because of this stuff because like people who wrote magazines and stuff were like the they were rock stars more than they are now right everybody read, read the paper and read the magazines and stuff so he was getting kind of rock star status from that stuff and finally the pussy starts to trickle in yes uh but despite his fame he could barely survive off his craft still at this point Damn it. Yeah, his book of stories published in 1839. He was paid in 25 copies of the book. That was what his payment was. <laughs> it's like a getting paid in exposure, RJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's 10 videos of your set. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. <laughs> but are they all different angles? Because I feel like I would enjoy that. I yeah. Uh, in 1842, while playing piano and singing in their house. Virginia was first starting to show signs of consumption, tuberculosis. God, dude, it's Edgar Allan Poe at this point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, so this is, he went into a, a nice long drunk about this one too, uh, a long and belligerent one. Another person dying of consumption in his family, you see. It's normal at this point, right? And it is normal. If your child bride gets tb you drink all right that's like a rule yeah you can't like <laughs> touch her not that you should be anyways but <laughs> Wait, is that the, is that the rule if your child wife gets tuberculosis gets tb you can drink? yeah i think so <laughs> uh all right so when he started to get really famous was around this time so 1844 poe moved to new york city and published a story about a balloon trip across the atlantic ocean in the new york sun everyone believed that it happened Everyone was like amazed by it. Everyone was fucking in awe about the whole thing. Uh, he later revealed it was a hoax. Uh, got him a lot of attention because he wrote it. So people couldn't even know it was not real. So it's kind of fun. Uh, hmm. It's like a war of the worlds thing, but just in the newspaper kind of deal. Uh, and then in the next year is when he wrote the Raven. And that's what made him a literary sensation. Uh, household name in the industry paid $9 for that publication. That's how much money he got. $9. 
which is uh, three hundred nineteen American dollars now. That's all I got ever. <laughs> Fuck, dude, <laughs> so crazy. Uh, so in eighteen forty six, he moved into a house in the Bronx. It's a little cottage with Virginia and Aunt Clem. Uh, and then in 1849, a year later, Virginia dies of tuberculosis, guys. Tuberculosis mm. is the only killer in this the whole time. And today's episode is brought to you by <laughs> tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, exactly. Uh, she was 24. So she going, she got 11 extra years beyond being married uh, and then died. Um Damn. Same age as his brother and his mom died, by the way. So it was a number for him. So saddest life by far, though. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, also, I wanted to do a little side note here as well. Uh, whatever you think 2021 sucks. Uh, just remember, all your family hasn't died from tuberculosis. So it's just all died from COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It's so suck it up, you pussy. Yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been worse. They could have been struggling to breathe when they died. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not falling off a ladder and dying of COVID like they do now. <laughs> I'm sure it's not an issue. The big difference between tuberculosis and COVID is that tuberculosis wasn't a hoax. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. <laughs> tuberculosis jokes. This is awesome. You should write this shit down. Just we could have tuberculosis, guys. You this guy knows what I'm talking about. He's getting booed at Mike's. Uh after the death of Virginia, Poe was overcome with grief. Some say watching all the women die around him is what made him constantly write about the death of a beautiful woman. Uh, I just say he was a whiny little biatch, and it was a good subject to do, mm. but uh, he wrote a lot before every woman in his lifetime. But anyways. Use what's there, man. I think he should have been writing about the dangers of tuberculosis. That's what I think he should have been writing about, mm-hmm. uh, helping people out instead of whining like a little bitch. That's what I meant to say. Now. <laughs> i uh ate a weed brownie and didn't realize how much weed was in it and i'm fucking blasted that that explains just the entire red patch on your face that is your eyes <laughs> <laughs> i didn't understand what i was doing when i got into it but now i do and it's it's fun i just want you to understand why i'm struggling he didn't he didn't even know he got on a podcast today but now we're about 45 minutes deep and he's like holy shit who are you guys this is exciting yeah whoa i was just thinking about edgar Allan poe when did you guys walk in (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right so wife dies uh now he uh decides to go on a lecture tour across america this is just after when he starts fighting for the changes uh in the publication stuff for america uh he's starting to fight for more wages he wants to get paid more for what he does so he's going around america lecturing about his shit he's asking for lots more money right and he still fucking can't pay the bills like these guys still won't pay him it's crazy. well maybe if he was lecturing about something interesting instead of like Ladies and gentlemen, look, they're called 13 year old young women. Okay. <laughs> young women. You know what I'm talking about over there, sir. Yeah. Do you not? And she's like, no, I don't. Don't look at me. <laughs> Don gets it. Don get... uh, Virginia, go get us a cup of milk. Oh, Virginia died again. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In uh, 
he was back in Richmond doing one of his lectures and he reacquainted himself with his childhood sweetheart, the girl he got engaged to, but she left him for another man. Wait, so like a sweetheart from his childhood or a sweetheart in her childhood? No, from <laughs> no, from his childhood, an age appropriate oh, okay. woman, actually. Uh, you got reacquainted with her and uh, that Sarah Elmira roster. She's now known as Elmira Shelton because she got married to that Shelton guy. Uh, he died a couple years earlier and uh, she left him or sorry, he left her a hundred thousand uh dollars in 1840s money that's like 3.5 milli so she was rich uh i don't know if that was a, damn yeah i don't know if that was a motivation because usually you like them young it's either he likes them young or he likes them rich i don't know maybe that's what it is yeah i mean yeah dude just all he ever wanted was pussy and money and yeah here this falls into his lap but he's such a dramatic too he probably actually was like you were the original love of my life and actually like thought he meant it you know what i mean like he's just that guy mm-hmm. He's just now here. Hold this lollipop. He probably wrote her a fucking poem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh, So this is where he starts to this. The the mystery begins, basically. So on September 27th, 1849, Poe left Richmond, Virginia to go to Philadelphia, where he was to edit a volume of poetry for Miss St. Leon Loud. From there, he was to head back home to New York, where Aunt Clem still lives in the cottage with him and somehow has survived TB. Uh, she hasn't died yet. She's lived with him for a long time. Wow. There's a two week period where there's no reliable information that exists about the whereabouts of Poe. On October 3rd, the author was found delirious in Baltimore outside Ryan's tavern in a ditch. Uh, now the ditch part is disputed, but after all I've read, he was probably in the ditch outside. Okay. Wait, who disputed, who disputed the ditch? Who was like so concerned? Just it's, it's. Some people just said, like, no, he wasn't in the ditch. No one ever said he was in a ditch. That's made up later. And then it's like there's other accounts of him, what happened to him in different places that have him outside. So I'm just saying he's in a ditch. Some people just like. I mean, yeah, if you're delirious in Baltimore in the 1850s, you're probably in a ditch. Even if you're inside in a bar, you're probably in a ditch. <laughs> it's probably the yeah. same thing. <laughs> the entire city was probably a fucking ditch. It still is. Yeah. <laughs> fucking sick Baltimore burn, man. I love that place. Driving there is a fucking nightmare. Okay. I've never been to Baltimore, but I trust you. I drive through it all the time. It is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Those people are fucking batty. (laughs) So appropriate place for a pedophile to die. To to answer your question, Ricky boy, now that I'm thinking about it, it's some people only consider some Poe documents as God. Some people consider other ones. So some people dispute the fact that he was in a ditch. Who gives a fuck? You're right. It doesn't really matter. All right. So Joseph Walker, W Walker, sorry, I put a W there. I better say it. uh, Found him. And he said he was in need of immediate assistance in a letter to Dr. Joseph E. Snodgrass. An apparent what? Yeah, an apparent acquaintance of Poe. So this guy, I guess Poe was asking for this guy, Snodgrass. All right. So Walker brought him inside to the pub and awaited Dr. Snodgrass. Snodgrass headed to Poe as quickly as he could. And his description of Poe when he saw him was, and I quote, repulsive with unkempt hair, a haggard, unwashed face and lusterless and vacant eyes. Uh, his clothing was dirty. And it didn't fit him well. People are amazed that he didn't have a vest or polished shoes. 
Like all his friends. What a fucking scumbag. All his friends were like, I can't believe it. He doesn't have a vest on. It can't be him. Uh, he was taken to Washington College Hospital where he was denied any visitors and eventually died on October 7th, 1849. Now, no one knows exactly why he died. Uh, being in and out of consciousness and lucidity, Poe never was able to tell anyone how he got to this state. So during uh, Poe's very first days of lucidity, or uh, very few days of lucidity, uh, his doctor at the time, Dr. Moran, tried to make him feel better by saying, you'll be seeing your family and friends soon. To which Poe replied, the best thing a friend could do would be to blow his brains out with a pistol. So he was saying some mad shit, some scary shit, right? Uh, on the fourth night, for no reason, he started to call out the name Reynolds loudly and to disrupt, uh, it would disrupt everyone uh, at night. So he was doing it loud. Uh, I'm thinking Ryan Reynolds on this one, just getting ahead of it a little bit. See, and that's weird because I was thinking Angel Dust. <laughs> uh, his last words were a simple prayer Lord, help my poor soul. Moran wrote that Poe's body was visited by some of the first individuals of the city, many of them anxious to have a lock of his hair. So the day he died, he let in a bunch of rich fucks to go take hair from him. <laughs> Doctor did. That's crazy that people. Why did he only get paid three hundred dollars for his best fucking book? Exactly. That's absurd. <laughs> it's outrageous. You're only worth this, but when you die, I want a piece of Exactly. It's so creepy. And even his buddy Snodgrass grabbed some hair. Well, I mean, what was he going to do? Just let everyone else take it? That was his, it was his friend. Yeah, if you're in a room and there's nine people grabbing <laughs> some dude's hair, you grab a piece, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like even, even if it well, didn't occur to me, I'm seeing it happen. I'm not just going to leave an opportunity sitting on the table. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. I didn't even think of it that way. And Snodgrass, actually, his hair is in the Poe Museum. So he probably felt guilty for having it and said, oh, donate this to the museum. The other ones probably just hold it and they give it to their granddaughter now. It's like, this is Edgar Allan yeah. Poe's hair. <laughs> so most of the information about his condition in the last couple of days there comes from Dr. Moran. Uh, his credibility has been questioned over the years because of the retelling of the stories in the years after Poe dies. He just contradicts himself so many times and he adds so much new information that it just sounds like he's making it up as he's going along. Uh, so others just say he's getting older when he talks about Poe in his later life. So he's just forgetting details and becoming a senile old fuck. Who knows? Yeah, but it makes total sense. Just like embellish it every time you tell it. Yeah, for sure. I see that happen. Especially if it's like your only story, you know, like Edgar Allan Poe used to be, uh, I, I attended to Edgar Allan Poe when he died. Oh, did you, sir? <laughs> did I tell you? Uh, he had a sixth finger on his right hand. No, he did yeah. not. <laughs> we were all taking bits of his pubes and I, as the alpha in the room, took his entire penis. I had it locked in that closet, but wouldn't you know it in the middle of a night? Believe it or not, a raven swooped in and pulled it up into its beak. <laughs> oh, sir, tell us more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is like, that's year two. Imagine by year 30 of saying it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he brought me to the moon where he lives now. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I knew him before he was a cyborg. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's nine theories as to the cause of his death. So I'll just go, we'll get ripped through them here. Then we'll decide at the end. All right, guys. So first one uh, is what's on his death certificate, which is congestion of the brain. Uh, this was just a euphemism for alcoholism back in the day. 
uh, <laughs> that's all it was. You died of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> of course, <it> is. fuck. <laughs> that's a good one. Well, he he had the heart sniffles. The what now? AIDS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had a, he had a reputation of being a drunk and a drug addict. Like I said earlier, uh, from what I read, like I said, he drank and did drugs like the rest of us in moderation. So, in fact. There are instances that uh, state Poe couldn't even handle alcohol at all and would get drunk off of one glass of wine. Now, this is in my script. Getsy uh, over here being a young drunk uh, man uh, uh, who has a drunk themed podcast uh, is the official drunk of the podcast. Fuck yeah, drunk explain. Uh, will a drunk such as yourself get drunk off of one glass of wine? Absolutely not. So I don't think that's uh, I don't think he was a drunk. There's lots of people saying he couldn't handle his shit. Okay. Uh, near the end also of his life, he was in, uh, he joined a temperance society, which is just a Victorian era version of AA. Uh, he just swore off drinking. All right. Uh, and Dr. Moran, the guy we don't really trust, but he did say that he didn't smell of alcohol at all. So Soon after, I'll, I'll tell you about this guy here. So soon after uh, Poe died, Rufus Griswold wrote an obituary for Poe. Uh, he labeled him as a morally bankrupt drunken womanizer. So who is Rufus Griswold? Do you guys know? Uh, the only truthful man of this story. <laughs> uh, Good name is going to be dragged for no reason. Yeah, he was uh, Poe's literary rival. Uh, and I call him a jealous asshole. Like, why would you have to do that? You're just jealous. Nobody knows you now. There's a reason. I mean, but even slightly examine the facts in front of us thus far. He was, yes, he had a lot of bad things happen to him, but he was, seemed like he was petulant and very self-absorbed. Oh, for sure. Uh, fucked a child and was like even his last words were lord save my poor soul yeah it's so uh, so egotistical this guy's so and i love his stories like yeah. i think he's incredible like i i really really you fucking not, would <laughs> <laughs> but i think he's a bad guy uh i do too i don't think he's a good person i don't like edgar Allan poe that much i like i like his stories i don't like him as a person usually when i i do these i get a weird attraction like i like them in ways like i find a, a way to empathize with these I, this guy here i just i don't get it sure everything's always way like come on man yeah step up yeah anyway so yeah he this guy sorry this guy was the one that wrote his first biography uh, and that's how he's remembered in the public eye. Uh, much opposed debauchery has been debunked, though, through research over the years. Tests done on Poe's hair indicated he had kept clean of alcohol during the last few months of his life. So did he die of cons or the being a drunk? Maybe. I mean, what fucking tests were they doing in the 1840s to determine that? Was like getting like a homeless man to suck on it? <laughs> like so one of the locks someone took out? Here, Jerry, put, put this in your mouth. They did tests in 2010 of his hair. Well, I'm, I guess maybe. Well, we could... I'll tell you what. If alcohol was still in his hair in 2010, that's an impressive fucking alcohol and send me some. <laughs> no, it's actually it's actually lead content because of the way beer and, and alcohol was made back in those days. So they're actually looking for elevated levels of lead uh, in them. So they, they're actually looking for alcohol. It's just signs of alcohol. And what hair did they test? Was it one of the hair that's, that was stolen or was it? Pure off his body. It's got to be the stuff that was stolen. 
Okay, well, who knows? They could have just lied about stealing it and then tried to sell it later, and it could just be fake. That is true. You see some an opportunistic fellow knows that someone was taking Edgar Allan Poe hair. All he's got to do is just yeah, go rip and... his own hair out and say, hey. <laughs> Genuine Poe here. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll get further in the story. There's a, little, there's a lot more to this that uh, in, in all, all these right. theories that you're going to go, like, maybe they got it from a different part. I'm not sure. We'll talk about it in a little in a couple seconds. Um, so... You could be right, though. He could have just been an alcoholic or and him died that way. That's why the history books started to tell it for years and years, for 100 years, you know, like almost 100 years. It changed a bit in the recent years, but we'll see what goes now. So the next one, number two, is beaten to death by ruffians, which I kind of like. I think it's a fun one. This is actually the first theory ever printed about uh, the death of Poe. So in uh, 1867, there was an article entitled Autobiograph- Autobiographic Notes, Edgar Allan Poe. The author uh, E. Oaksmith writes, uh, at the instigation of a woman who considered herself injured by him, he was cruelly beaten blow upon blow by a ruffian who know no better a mode of avenging supposed injuries. It is well known that a brain fever followed. So a ruffian because of a girl sounds like Poe. He said he wanted to be a girl's man. It, it could be that he was beating the fuck out of outside that bar. And that guy found him in the ditch, just head injuries. Right. I guess, but yeah, right. there's another thing. Uh, there's another one, a mention of ruffians, actually it's in 1872. It's in an article engraved or uh, entitled the grave of Poe. Uh, he wrote that Poe had come across some friends from West point. Uh, who got way too drunk off one glass of champagne and then wandered off into the bar, into the street where he was robbed and beaten by ruffians. So they're just saying he was, he couldn't drink with the boys from West point, got way too drunk and just went outside and got robbed because he was a rich guy. Hmm. Which hilariously he wasn't though, right? Exactly. But he dressed it. He, he was, he was higher class society than like, he wasn't living. Oh yeah. This guy's fucking full of himself. He's a poser. Yeah, for sure. But he also like this is at the end of his life, too, where he was actually doing the tour. He had raised he was going to start uh, uh, his own magazine where he could be as critique as he wanted. It was going to call the pen or something like that. It wasn't going to be in Pennsylvania. And he was gathering the, the, the whole reason for the tour, the literary tours to get subscription money. And he had about fifteen hundred dollars uh of that time in his pockets apparently so uh he didn't have it when he was when he was dead i'll tell you that much so maybe Mm. someone just beat him for a fucking fat wad in his pocket right it's not like they had checks or like subscription services they just gave him cash and expected their fucking magazine to show up i don't know i'm getting drunk head injuries it doesn't explain the clothes why it was changed though right so i don't know next one number three the silent killer carbon monoxide this is uh, all the symptoms are there, right? Disorientation, headache, nausea, vomiting. This theory was put together in 1999 by public researcher Albert Dunne. He argues that Poe was poisoned from the coal use for indoor lighting at the time. Uh, he said he even took clippings of Poe's hair to test it for heavy metals. This is the same uh, hair testing I was saying with the lead. Uh, they did test it for all sorts of shit. Uh, the test was inconclusive. So I don't know what that means. Clippings of his hair. I think that means rape from his fucking crypt. Uh, or I could be wrong. It just, it would be the only way you're right. It could be anybody's hair. So it must've been from the crypt because he is accessible. Like accessible is a word, but it's not what I mean, but he can be gotten to easier than digging up a grave. Cool. Yeah. So 
it it was inconclusive, so there was no way of proving it. So everyone says it's stupid, but I just wanted to put it out there. It's one of the theories: carbon monoxide. Uh, the other one was mercury poisoning. Uh, when they did that heavy metal testing, they didn't re- uh, reveal any metals significant with CO2, but they did find elevated levels of mercury. This would mean months before his death, he would have been exposed to mercury somehow. Now, re- researchers believe he was exposed to mercury when he was prescribed calomel or mercury chloride by a doctor when Poe was exposed to cholera in July 1849. So that's how they used to treat cholera. Here's some mercury. All right. So anyways, Mercury has all the hallucinations and delirium before death, has all the same stuff. Uh, The only problem with that theory, it was 30 times lower than what you usually die from mercury poisoning, but it was very elevated. So unlikely. All right. The next theory is a fun one. It's called cooping. Do you guys know what cooping is? Yeah, they, uh, they force you into voting for someone. Is that something you're taught in America? No. Is that a real thing? Did you... Did you just guess that correctly? He's correct. I'm no, 100%. I've been on the fucking Edgar Allan Poe Wikipedia page. <laughs> like before tonight? <laughs> no, just since we've been talking. About uh, like, like he wrote he wrote one fourth of Edgar Allan Poe's Wikipedia page is what I thought he was getting at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I've been. Yeah, I've been featured on Wikipedia. Uh, no, I've, I just, it popped up on there and I was like, oh, that one will probably come up. Yeah. Cooping. So for a moment, I sounded smart. Yeah, no. So you were 100% right, RJ. Uh, Cooping was the practice in the mid 19th century where practiced gangs would kidnap an unsuspecting victim, drug them, disguise them and force them to vote for a specific candidate multiple times with multiple disguises. Uh, So like that, you ever watch gangs in New York? Leonardo DiCaprio does this. He gets the guys to go now go shave your beard and go vote again, you sons of bitches. Anyways, great movie. Ryan's Tavern, where he was found, was a known drop-off for victims of cooping, uh, and it was a sheriff election that year, or that day. It was underway that day, the sheriff's elections. Where was he dropped off? Ryan's Tavern. It's called something else now. I, I didn't. I really literally, know. I think I have the whole fucking thing figured out, but I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. No, it's okay. There's a couple. There's like four more, and then we'll. If you got to figure it out, that's cool. If he uh, had Pope been forced into multiple cooping votes, it would explain him being dressed like the shabby shit that he was dressed like. Uh, not knowing which drugs and alcohol combo he was given could explain the death too. could explain like all the hallucinations, like who the fuck knows what they're giving them. Right. Uh, and this is also a widely believed theory that he was cooped to death. Was the sheriff's name Reynolds? Sheriff Reynolds. Yeah. Reynolds Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. I don't think it was though. Oh, I mean, yeah, it would have been a little bit more bulletproof. They would have said it. It would have been yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, so the next theory is rabies, which is another fun one. So it's only interesting to me because of this. Okay. So you guys are going to, this kind of blew me away a bit. So in 1996, Dr. R. Michael Benitez was participating in a clinical pathology uh, conference where doctors were given patients. All right. The just on paper. So Benitez was given the patient EP, a writer from Richmond and given the circumstances and symptoms of Poe's death. Uh, to Dr. Benitez, the diagnosis was clear. EP had succumbed to rabies. Uh, once Benitez found out it, EP was actually Edgar Allan Poe, uh, and this is a clear-cut case of rabies, uh, it ran against all the previous other theories at the time. Uh, his diagnosis ran in a September 1996 issue of the Maryland Medical Journal. But uh, 
Benitez did point out, however, there's a couple of holes in his theory. He didn't have any animal bites, but you don't really need that to get rabies. And there's no evidence of Poe having hydrophobia, which is a symptom of rabies. And that's just like being scared of water. He actually drank the whole way through his whole time at the hospital. No, they're not. They're not supposed to be able to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. You're apparently scared of water. That's what I literally like. You're ter- scared of it. You get visceral fear from water. Yeah. But like, I mean, like physically, they're also like unable to drink it. Yeah. So I that's the like, the guy says, like all the symptoms and everything line up exactly like four days you die. And all. but without him being scared of water, it's probably not that. But it was interesting that they just gave him as a blind subject. And some guy was just like, that's easy, you know, when it's been a hundred like. 150 years or whatever i don't know how long fucking almost 200 how do you how do you get rabies without any animal bites i don't know i was reading that on the on the wikipedia like rabies maybe maybe he mistook a possum for an 11 year old girl (laughs) okay uh yes i like it um so number soon too soon yeah (laughs) how dare you cancel we're canceling you rj (laughs) <laughs> You're canceling me for calling out Edgar Allan Poe as a pedophile. <laughs> All right. The next theory, and the theory number seven is a brain tumor. So this is weird one too to me. So when he died, he was buried two days later with no autopsy in a graveyard uh, in an unmarked grave in Baltimore. Okay. 11 years later, there was a monument paid for by one of his cousins uh, that was actually destroyed by a train that crashed into the Carver's shop. Now, maybe this is why we need fucking railway lawyers, guys. I figured it out. <laughs> People, they'll just throw your train into a goddamn Carver company. I just, I was very happy that there was a reason to have a uh, railway <laughs> lawyer that I could think of. <laughs> uh, so in... Uh, 1875, a statue was erected near the entrance of the graveyard, and uh, Poe's body was exhumed. Uh, Teachers and students at Western Female High School spent 10 years raising money for the monument uh, and the relocation of Poe's body. So isn't that fun? (laughs) Women's high school. Female high school. So wait, was it was it a high school of all women, or was their mascot just a woman? yeah, yeah. <laughs> go fems go <laughs> i went to a a college that used to be called beaver college and it used to be an all-women's college incredible that's that that's rocks incredible. before moving the body they noticed that time and decay hadn't been good to the coffin when they moved it the remains of pope broke out of the coffin for one more visually gothic poem for all the onlookers so ah, skull fell out uh wow. Yeah, and so all, his whole body, like all of it, just crumbled. The, the coffin kind of just smashed into bits. Uh, and wood from the coffin is now collector's pieces. Little remained of Pope's body, but one worker... Sorry, I'll wait. I see I'm getting unstable here. Oh, you're coming through fine on my end. I don't think he was talking about the internet. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely unstable. Uh, <laughs> little remained of Poe's body, but one worker did have one odd remark. There had been a little mass rolling around his skull. So I guess when he picked it up, he felt a little rolling around. Uh, hmm. People from the day said that it was his brain shriveled up. And what was left over of his brain was what was in there. Uh, but science of today knows that that couldn't be the brain. It was like 26 years later or something like that. Uh, the brain's actually the first thing that gets decomposed when a body dies. Uh, tumors, however, turn into little calcitic masses. So, uh, and also when he was in New York, Poe, 
that was this guy isn't the only guy that thinks it was a tumor like nowadays there isn't uh it was back in the day when poe was about to leave on the trip he was sick and the doctor told him uh that he had a lesion on his brain his whole life and that's what caused him to not be able to drink alcohol properly so mm. it's not really out there but it could be their little mask that's one guy though you know no that's the most believable one so far do we know if um, Edgar Allan Poe drank red wine or uh, white wine? That is a very specific question that I did not crack the bottom of. But what I'm going to tell you is it was uh, the 1800s. Like, I'm going to say he probably drank everything. I'm going to say he drank swill and all sorts of shit. I remember the one glass of wine comment. So now I'm trying to figure out if he preferred red or white because it plays into my answer. Because if it's red, I 100% have it. If it's white... It's like a 95% chance. Dude, dude was a drama queen. It was deep red. I bet. <laughs> deep red. Like like cold blood pumped through an icy woman's heart. <laughs> it's totally like Edgar Allan Poe would say this. All right. Theory number eight. Elma, Elmira Shelton's brothers killed Poe. Murder. 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 Are we doing that again? Is that cool again, kids? No? All right. In the 2000 book, Midnight Dreary, The Mysterious Death of Edgar Allan Poe, author John Evangelist Walsh, I had to just put it in there. Evangelist is your middle name? Like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> like, that's a chosen one. That's not like it's your last name. You know what I mean? Someone put that in there for you. Like, well, He believes he's the chosen one, I bet. Yeah, exactly. Author John Evangelist Walsh, he claims that there are three brothers, uh, that her three brothers ambushed Poe in Philadelphia and warned him against marrying Elmira. Uh, scared and alone on a train or whatever, traveling however it was, Poe disguised himself in shabby clothes and hid from them in Philly for a week. Uh, once he felt safe, he headed back to Richmond to marry Elmira. The brothers met up with him in Baltimore, beat him and forced him to drink alcohol, knowing that he had the brain lesion and he would probably die from it. While entertaining, most Poe historians discount this theory. Uh, it all it accounts for the missing time, but that's just it. Like nothing else, nothing else makes sense in the whole thing. Yeah, it's too many steps. Yeah, and then uh, there's theory number nine, which is the last theory, my theory. And just bear with me here. All right, tuberculosis. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with tuberculosis killed them. Because what else kills people in these days? Nothing. It was just tuberculosis. So um, everyone died there. All uh, what did I say? All of his symptoms could be attributed to eating magic mushrooms. Uh, so he just ate magic mushrooms and died of tuberculosis. That's my theory at the end. Intelligent and well thought out. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I spent two weeks researching this, and that's the best I could come up with. So I'm curious what Rick's got. All right. He's burning. All right, this is going to be a long one, so hang in there. So obviously, the 19th century was known for opium, right? It was one of the first times that opium was brought from China to the United States. But the first thing that I went to look at was, was opium readily accessible in Baltimore during the time that Edgar Allan Poe was there? So I did some research on when, when opium came to Baltimore. Not only was it there during the time of Edgar Allan Poe, but Edgar Allan Poe died in a hospital exactly 1.9 miles from the famous O'Donnell Square that was named after Captain John O'Donnell, who was the very first merchant to bring opium from the Chinese city of Canton to Baltimore. Okay, so step one, we know 
that opium existed in Baltimore. Oh my God. Okay. Next, next thing that I wanted to look at was, did the symptoms match up with, I, now I didn't listen the first time that you said the symptoms, but I looked up, um, did the symptoms of opium overdose match with that of um, carbon monoxide poisoning? Every single one that's on the carbon monoxide list is on opium overdose dose. Anyone that wants to fact check me, you can look those up. If Google lied to me, that's on Google. That's not on me, but all of them are on the list. All right, next, <laughs> I Googled what was Edgar Allan Poe's favorite wine. There was a story where he specifically talked about it. It is a Chateau Margaux wine. That is a red wine. You can also <laughs> Google that, but trust me on that. That is a red wine. Um, hold on, I want to make sure I don't miss anything because there's quite a few. So then you talked about mercury poisoning. So I said, okay, is there a way that that could somehow have been in the opium? Well, it wouldn't have been in the opium itself, but this is where I'm going to share my screen because this is probably the most compelling piece of it. Um, <laughs> you should see him unraveling the the uh, pin board behind him with all the the. He's finally getting to show what's he, what he has on that board behind him. Laudanum. Well, okay. So this is where I discovered something called laudanum. Okay. So laudanum is a tincture. A tincture which I also didn't know, is apparently just any extract of plant or animal material dissolved in ethanol, usually alcohol. Okay, so that's why I want to know what color his wine was because you, you could easily drug him if it was the same color and you could put it in his drink. So I agree that it was a couping method, but I think this is exactly how they drugged him. So we know that opium was available. We know that at the time, laudanum was, um, so I can go down here, not only... Uh, so after 1820, which she died after 1820, um, was mixed with everything imaginable. Mercury, hash, hashish, cayenne pepper, ether, chloroform, yada, yada. Um, so the whole point to this is saying, I believe that he was drugged with laudanum that at the time they thought was medically viable, um, but obviously had opium in it, but was just dissolved in alcohol. No, oh, yeah, that shit was just normal painkillers back then. So that's my... That's why I think the idea of him drinking one glass and getting away from himself, but there's your motive is the, the cooping or whatever you said. Yeah. That's my idea. And, and, hmm. and like I said, he was said to have a bunch of money on him. Uh, the Coopers were all gangs. They probably saw it as like, he has to die. They probably like, it, it could have been like, get him again. He's still standing, you know, again, I find it. Uh, the cooping thing's so crazy to me that, uh, that they would do that to just like, fuck someone up to death like they would do that to kill someone so they wouldn't have any proof after <laughs> yeah this is literally how wow. close the hospital was to where o'donnell square park is i feel like you could walk a straighter line back then oh absolutely yeah <laughs> so 1.34 miles straight i love how you, nice I, I, this is great um cooping with with opium laced drink yep cooping with laudanum is how i that's my vote laudanum okay uh cooping's a pretty compelling one and you're right i do like the rj is going to say something outrageous now which is fun uh no 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 <laughs> i'm i'm happy with that theory i'm not my my theory is let's not dignify uh a pedophile with caring about how he died just be happy that he's dead yeah and uh all right the yeah. political correct way out go rj <laughs> and and it's like it's true. Yeah. And even uh, I looked into the, like how normal was marrying your cousin in 1830 something. How normal was it mar to marry your 13 uh, year old 
person uh in those days and it was less weird to marry a 13 year old than it was your cousin like he was actually more battered about the whole thing that it was his cousin than the fact that it was she was 13 at the time he had had family help him find a child bride what a loser yeah and he had to like write that she was 21 like the fucking priest is a dickhead too you everyone's a dickhead you weren't even allowed to do it you know? Yeah. And well, that's what I mean. I feel like it was just like a rich people thing. It was like, you know, like all like the fucking like lower class people weren't like being assigned children to marry because, you know, they made so much money peeling potatoes or some shit. Yeah. No, like for sure. <laughs> he, he, he would, if he had more money, he would have been an even worse guy. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. And there's a lot of like talk of him, like womanizing a lot. And it's just none of it. It's all just hearsay. Well, I have no problem with that part. No, but I mean, uh, who knows what he's like? There's not enough information for me to want to put it in there, but it's it's a known thing. about him, Right. But like, was he just smashing more 12 year olds? That's why it's not a, a thing that's said a lot. You know, well, like it almost feels like he wasn't, but he was just like sad about it all the time. <laughs> like that's and somehow that's worse to me. I don't know. He just seemed like a piece of shit again. Incredible storyteller. But yeah, it's like Lovecraft. I don't need to care about him as a person at all. Uh, he actually just so you guys know, on the last final thing, we, we have to appreciate Edgar Allan Poe in a way. Um, he is actually widely regarded as the father of the detective novel. All right. He wrote the first novel of like a detective finding clues and following clue after clue after clue until uh, the conclusion of the book. Right. So Sir Arthur Conan Doyle loved him, uh, wrote Sherlock because of him. Uh, Without Sherlock, we don't have uh, or sorry, without Poe, we don't have Sherlock. Without Sherlock, we don't have uh, half the detective stuff we have today. There's no Nancy Drew. There's no private dicks. I'm just saying, I'm just saying Arthur Conan Doyle was an absolute genius. And if he loved Edgar Edgar Allan Poe, he always took pieces from his idols and put them into Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes was an opium addict. For sure. (laughs) For sure. But that's the thing about Edgar Allan Poe's Sherlock Holmes was a pedophile. (laughs) Uh, But he was depicted as that early in his his death in, in his. But he's not actually that, which is funny. So he's not actually an opium addict. But that's what you yeah. probably took from Edgar Allan Poe, which is you're saying is which I agree with you. You probably took that part of Edgar Allan Poe and put him into Sherlock. I think I think I think Sir Arthur Conan Doyle subconsciously figured out how he died back in the day and just didn't realize it. I think he had a dream <laughs> one day and he was like opium. So like yeah, like his shit's great and it did inspire a lot like horror in general, which like I fucking love. I mean, but in the same way, like Alfred Hitchcock, so did, so did, so did Lovecraft. You don't have to like Lovecraft. He was a nightmare and he was racist. Cat had a name that we can't say. Uh, and you wouldn't have Stephen King without Lovecraft. I mean, how we wouldn't have ignition without R Kelly. Okay. But we don't have to like the people that made it. <laughs> You don't have to like pissing on your sheets. Exactly. (laughs) No, I just, I find that like the ripple effect to make us today is kind of interesting. Right. Uh, Sure. Yeah. Influenced this. Our our great, great grandfather was a drunken pedophile. Yes. And whose was it? Sorry. Oh, we figured, we figured it out. Uh, He was a pedophile. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't what we were figuring out. (laughs) That was just a fact about him. Knew that that's actually historical fact. That's historical yeah. fact. He was a pedophile. <laughs> Just for the record. That's a shame. 
A regular Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Seriously, same Great exact balls of fire. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis did the exact same thing as Edgar Allan Poe in 1960. So uh, he married his 13 year old cousin. So the same exact thing. Rich white artist, yeah. man. Yeah. They didn't even try to hide their pedophilia back then. They do it now, just hide it no more. Yeah, they pretend. They. That's why they uh, they go to uh, pizza shops and do it in the basement. <laughs> we all know that. That's why. Yeah, that's why they all become priests mm-hmm. or politicians. <laughs> so, boys, what have you got for me? Well, step one, we figured out that it was cooping. If you know what cooping is. So one guy hovers no. over another guy and spreads his butt cheeks. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's, that's a different thing. Wrong cooping. It, yeah, it, that, it means two things. Yeah. Go ahead, RJ. I'll let, I'll let you explain cooping because you did such a great time. A, <laughs> the first time. Uh, it's basically where uh, people are paid to kidnap people and uh, force them to vote multiple times under duress. And they'll have them change into different disguises or go to different locations and make them vote multiple times for the same individual. The, uh, okay. the whole time they drug them and they, every time they get back, they make them have a drink. So they're basically trying to kill them. So they don't have any witnesses. Mm-hmm. And the other cooping we can talk about later in a separate zoom chat. Yeah. if You want. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you yeah. can call, you can call me later. We can have a, we can have an R rated chat together. Sounds good. Just us. <laughs> so that led us down a path of trying to prove whether or not it was cooping. Well, first we wanted to look into whether it was opium use and opium was definitely there. Okay. Um, we also mm-hmm. looked at the symptoms of opium overdose and Edgar Allan Poe was definitely on that list. Okay. Um, and then if they could have slipped him something. So I'm going to share my screen here so that you can see what I was looking at. Oh yes. I know exactly what that is. Yep. You just know what how everyone you knows. It? It's weird that you guys don't know what laudanum is. It's weird yeah. that I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's I was surprised that neither one of you had heard of that before. That was like literally just catch all medicine in the 1800s. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, pretty much. OK, yeah, we well, don't we don't use it anymore. We, yeah, I would hope. No, we definitely don't. If you're fucking lame, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was also mercury found in his system. So um, at the time. Opium was often mm-hmm. mixed with mercury and a bunch of other things like cayenne pepper. Um, so yeah. we knew that Edgar Allan Poe drank wine. So we looked up his favorite wine and it was listed mm-hmm. as a Chateau Margot, which was a dark red wine. So easily could have mm-hmm. put loud a minute. What he's trying to say is it was a cooping scheme that killed him. <laughs> yeah, that was a long winded way of saying he got cooped. Yeah, and when he says we, he's being generous. Uh, yeah, he means him. I look. I've I know um, after listening to you guys recently that RJ, you always have your own personal take on mm, the stories. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have your own? Yep. Here's here's my theory. Um, Celeste needs to choose better idols. Because this one was a pedophile. So for her birthday, (laughs) give her a little bit of life guidance. All right. Well, I'll let you tell her that. All right. I'll write it in the card. Oh, cool. Awesome. No, I like that. Very good. Very good. If he would have gotten out of there alive, he would have wrote a book about it. So we missed out on one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, boys. 
thank you for I will <laughs> I will um, report back to Celeste and um, give her my rather weird and interesting birthday present. All right, don't forget the pedophile thing. Yeah, please, for the love of God. I won't. That I will I will lead with that. I will lead <laughs> with idea. that. Even if you don't want to say it, just don't forget it. Yeah, we'll 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 knock off a couple dollary dues too if you just do it at the end too. Like you do it at the beginning and then at the end just go like end pedophile. So I just need you guys to send me your addresses so I can send you your kangaroo scrote pouch full of dollary dues. Oh, okay, cool. Like get dropped by a plane flying upside down over your house. <laughs> Everything's upside down in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Very funny. laughs> Love you guys. See ya. Bye. Cooping, cooping. Uh, what I wanted to say, sorry, cooping, I agree with. I think that's what it is in the end, but I do like the brain tumor one because it's fun. The fact that the body fell out of the casket, and especially if he had like a brain lesion, like the guy said, and it would make him sick. That I believe. Right. Just see, even if it was just drinks, it wouldn't have to be the crazy laudanum or whatever. It could just be drinks and he would just get sick to die. Like before he left to go, the doctor told him not to travel. And he was like, I'm fine. And he felt better the next day. And then they left. And then that's when he disappeared. So, well, I mean, people just like, I mean, imagine how many people die. I mean, because, you know, they were drinking way more irresponsibly then. And then also, for whatever reason, I didn't know this. You were saying that they they tested his hair for fucking heavy metals because apparently that was an alcohol. Yeah. Like people get holes in their brains today from alcohol. I can't imagine. Yeah, for sure. Alcohol back then. Well, did anyone test his hair for cayenne pepper? Because if, if there was cayenne <laughs> pepper in there, then... yeah. I'm just saying I might have cracked the case. I know no one's looking for Ooh, it, but spicy. Yeah, give that homeless guy another lick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where where does cayenne pepper sit on the periodic table? It all depends if he's the heavy metal or not. I'm not sure. Uh, That's true. Yeah, okay. <laughs> is he in the two hundreds? <laughs> yeah, dude. He's. Have you ever read his shit? No, I've I've read it. Like, yes, I've read Raven. It's nice. It's a little fun yeah. little poem. I've seen some Edgar Allan Poe, like, but I've never sat down and grabbed a book and nah, like, ripped through him. You know. Well, poetry is gay, but um, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> um no the uh the short stories are, are what i dig like uh cask of amontillado and shit like it's like genuinely like creepy shit yeah he's good yeah i'll, I'll definitely it, it holds it. up way better than you would think for being like nearly 200 years old i never knew that the word poet came from poe's last name so that was interesting i didn't know that until now either i don't think that's true at all <laughs> <laughs> richard's like one, one more brownie and we would have left here and he would have been quoting that somewhere. Telling everybody. <laughs> I just watched Private Dicks and I think RJ's the funniest. What? Come on! Hey there, all you private dickheads. That's probably not the name we're going to stick with. Anyways, uh, RJ here. I am here to tell you thank you for listening to another episode of Private Dicks. If you liked what you heard, go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere they take your reviews, drop us five stars, say something nice. Also, what you just heard was from last season. If you want current episodes as they're dropped, head on over to patreon.com and search up Unethical Podcast. That's our mother podcast. I was not aware Private Dicks was a spinoff 
I'm going to renegotiate my contract. On Patreon is a full 16-episode season more of Private Dicks, uncut videos of each episode, and many more things are getting added all the time. You can also find all of Unethical's content on there, so go listen to that. And if you're already a patron, fuck yeah, dude. You're the best. Hi, I'm Celeste. Hi, I'm Richard. Hey, I'm Christy. And I'm Tally. We're the hosts of Unethical Podcast. Every episode, we take a humorous dive into a case study that poses an ethical question, like, should mentally ill murderers ever be released? No. We discuss what the outcomes of these cases are and what they should be, with a unique guest host every episode. Richard needs some more testosterone around here. Nah, I think it's mostly coming from Celeste. Girls are mean. Our podcast is no holds barred, true crime, comedy, adult content, and definitely not for everybody. But, but like most people, most people aren't like can handle swear words and stuff, right? Am I right about that? No. No. You can subscribe wherever you eat your podcasts to listen. Follow us on Instagram where we post our teasers to guess what's coming next. And join us on Facebook to get involved in the conversation. Welcome to Unethical Podcast.